0: Welcome back to Coineon Faith Talk 1360 Radio, KPXQ. I'm Med Geens filling in for Tom Brown today, and we are talking about keeping Christ in Christmas, which is basically loving God and loving people. Uh, so uh, I introduced you to a few of my guests here, and I'm just having a, a good old time listening to them and what they actually do daily to keep Christ in Christmas and that's loving God, loving people. Um, and Jim, you were talking about some of the organizations that you, you are part of. One of them was cast that Dave White said that he has been a part of and actually, uh, was a part of his story but what other things go on downtown in a in a couple of minutes tell me what else goes on downtown to keep us loving god and loving people
1: well and it's not just at christmas time it's throughout the year and i think everything that we would discuss we'd all agree that christmas needs to be a year-long endeavor um uh, to honor christ christ's mass and that uh, day set aside to remember his birth, but to remember what his life lived for and what that meant is uh, a 12-month endeavor, 24-7. One of the ways that our church has decided to bring Christ into the neighborhood is by leaning into the businesses. There are a lot, a lot of terrific local businesses downtown. People have a preconception of what downtown uh, was like a few years ago, and they haven't been down in town in a while. And uh, my wife and I love to be a part of what's called First Friday. It's an art walk, and it's an opportunity to meet some of the local artists that are downtown and to uh, to see some of their work. And uh, we do that every first Friday of the month and volunteer there at the Arts Market Lot. That stands for Arts uh, Active Reuse of Temporary Spaces, Arts, and that's right there along Roosevelt. Uh, also, with the businesses, uh, I look at Fairtrade uh, Cafe there at Roosevelt and, and First Avenue. Then also, uh, there's a second uh, location there at Civic Space Park. And uh, that's some of the places we'll have pop-up church. Mm. We'll have church there on a Sunday afternoon, and it allows the people that are there for coffee just to observe us worshiping in worship. They don't have to go to a different building. They don't have to try to figure out the exit and entrance. They can just come and watch. And as they observe casually uh, while they're studying or whatever they're doing, you know, then they've got a chance to ask some questions, and we hang around for a while to talk to people. And it's more and more about discovering church is a verb for us in this day. Mm -hmm. It's a chance for us to live out the church and its mission in front of the community in such a way that it engages in conversation. So even if those places, Hobnobs, Uh, We've been to Red Hut Coffee, some of those places that just are where people are going to gather in anyway. And so it's a lot about intersecting with their lives, figuring out what the natural migration is of folks between point A and point B and say, you know what, this would be a good place. And you get permission, you develop a relationship with the business uh, owner and say, we'll come if that's okay, and we'll be present just like open microphone that some coffee places will do. We're going to do it on Sunday afternoon. Is that okay? And then our people are taught to be generous and tipping and buy something and, and make sure that that's a really strong hour for them business-wise. And then that um, brings new faces into the business, but it also gives us a chance to be church in such a way that's a lot less expensive than having our own separate building.
0: You know, Jim, that is your slogan. I read it on your website, com. And uh, it says, a community discovering how to use church as a verb within the
1: downtown area of Phoenix, Arizona. That's right. You can call it downtownphoenixchurch.com.org or dtphxchurch.com.org, and you'll find our website.
0: And most of the information of what you do is on that website. Absolutely.
1: And your Facebook. You have Facebook, too, right? We do, and we use Twitter, and uh, we tell people, it's with a little bit of a grin, that we, we don't have a building. We have an app. (laughs) So we use our app. People download the app to stay in touch. And you can do that with the younger generation. Um, Again, it's just one square mile that we're using. So when we might move pop-up church one place to another, we just let people know through our website through our app well jim i appreciate you and colleen and what you're doing downtown and uh,
0: been there several times with you watching what you do and a part of it sometimes but Thanks. uh i took dave one time when you you baptized you led uh, a guy to the lord his wife actually mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. and on the to- on a rooftop of downtown phoenix that's where we baptized them uh-huh
1: we <laughs> could do that it's a heated pool and it's a beautiful beautiful I would argue that it's as beautiful as any baptistry in the state of Arizona. It is. And I was up there with Dave and uh, he looked
0: around. And he goes, I lived in that park one time. And I thought, you know what, Dave, you are the epitome of hope, man, and what God can do in a in a man's life. And you keep me going when I hear your story over and over. So uh, I love dragging Dave along where I go because he reminds me of my salvation and, and how I need to be grateful for it. Um, well Jim, thanks for that. Uh, I want to Introduce Ken Dickinson. Now, Ken, I know you from Redemption Alhambra. Yes. But um, you actually worked for the the Gilbert Church, and uh, I I know your boss over there, and I've worked with him a few times in some of the uh, the construction part, and that's how I met you. And then you hired Dave. Now Dave is full time. You're actually Dave's boss. I am. Get any dirt on him?
2: Well. <laughs> <laughs> he cleans up pretty well. There you go. None that I haven't shared already. Okay. Yeah. He's well, a blessing. I don't know what we would do without him.
0: I know. We know the feeling. Uh, Jeff Skeen, my son, would tell you the same thing at Caneo. He actually kept everything uh, greased up over there and going, and we appreciate that. Um, I got to tell you, uh, I talked to you this morning, and I told you, hey, I just want to be able to talk about keeping Christ in Christmas, and I believe it's, it's loving God and loving people. And what do we do personally? And you shared a story about what you're going to do in your family. Would you share that right now and tell us what's going on?
2: Absolutely. would be a pleasure. I had mentioned we finished uh, a Roman series, a Romans biblical teaching series. Now we're in the Return of the King, an Advent series. And this has been shaping the way I've been thinking and interacting with people lately. So I had the opportunity from my family to give the the biblical story of the Christmas story. So I wanted to take it very seriously and put a lot of thought and effort into it. So I put together uh, The the Kingdom Come, a story that tells of the creation, the fall, the promise, redemption and restoration, and the longing and waiting and hopeful expectation of the coming again of Jesus Christ, where he, he, He sets all things new in the way they are supposed to be.
0: That's shalom.
2: That's shalom.
0: Man, that Peace is the true earth. story of Christmas right there. That's, you know what? That story is going to keep Christ in Christmas. So uh, continue. You're just getting me excited about that, that the God story.
2: Yes. I've uh, focused more on the redemption and the restoration part of the story because in redemption, Jesus comes. The promised Messiah comes to earth. And He shakes the earth to its very foundations, and it's never, ever the same again. Amen.
0: Have you he, ever shared the, the, this story with your family?
2: No, I, I just finished it this morning, and you gave me a call, and this opportunity came up. And I can only say that's God-ordained.
0: I love it, man. Amen. I, I love your excitement right now. See, your excitement of sharing the true meaning of Christmas. You're going to keep Christ in Christmas, starting with the story, but yet your lifestyle— Continues.
2: Amen. Yes, Jesus grew up and had a ministry here on earth, and he had disciples. The king's men came alongside him and helped him with his ministry here, but they didn't know exactly what the final plan was. Um, I'll read a little excerpt from it. This is after Jesus was taken away by the Pharisees and the, the temple guard. The king was captured, and he told them not to fight. What kind of kingdom was this? What great anxiety and fear the king's men waited to hear what would happen to their king Jesus. Execution, orders by death on a cross, were handed out against the righteous king. The king was crucified. From a manger to a tree their king was destined to be. All hope seemed to be lost, and the band that was known as the king's men, men of light, shrunk back out of fear and confusion into the shadows For three days, the men mourned the death of their king.
0: Man, I mean, have you written a book?
2: I have not, not You know
0: what? I think somebody's going to pick you up on this radio station right now. Hey, by the way, you're a single man, right? I am. Okay, so out there in radio land, if anybody knows, I think I'm going to post a picture of Ken Dickinson online, and I'm going to ask your pastor to do the same. I think with your heart, You know what? You're probably going to make it maybe 90 days, and uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe the Lord's got a reason you're single, but I got to tell you, Dave, you're quite the guy, man. I mean, your heart is is solid and gold, and I'm just so glad I'm sitting here across the table from you listening to what you're going to do in your family to keep Christ in Christmas. But um, so so let me ask you this. Are there lost people in your family?
2: Right now, um, I have seen some... Some things that trouble me, and I hope and pray that my sister would come back to Christ mm-hmm. and be reconciled with him. I, I pray that with the deepest pit of my heart.
0: We're going to pray. pray alongside you there. Mm-hmm. Ken, that's good. And you're, to keep Christ in Christmas is to share the gospel, with, starting with our own family, and Amen. move out to our neighbors. Amen. Yeah. You know, Ken, uh, thanks for sharing that. My wife, Gail, has uh, got a heart for God we moved into, uh, inner city and our first six months, we've been there six months now in this little house. And we, um, we want to know our neighbors. My wife was on a witch hunt to find out our neighbors and their story. And we know 12 neighbors and, uh, she went out and bought 120, uh, white bags, 120 little candles, and we're putting luminaires. We ask our neighbors if we could do that, and we bless them. And so they're going to put luminaires out within our little circle of our neighborhood. And we've had opportunity to to share Christ with them and have them for dinner. And uh, Christmas Eve, we have two neighbors coming that's going to share with uh, Rick and Jeff and their families and oh, wow. for us. And they're bringing friends also. So we're going to have an opportunity to share the story. We're breaking bread. We're doing communion, and our neighbor's going to join us. And we're really excited about bringing Christ into Christmas personally in, in our home, not just across the state like you guys do at Redemption and even downtown urban like Jim does mm-hmm. uh, you know, in Phoenix and Dave does on the marginal and what he does, but right in our own home, you know, in the, across our threshold. So I'm excited about keeping Christ in Christmas. And Ken, thanks for sharing that story. You are a blessing. And just to hear you and to see what God's doing in your life and what you're doing at Redemption Alhambra is a true blessing. Uh, You're listening to Koinea on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ Radio. I am Med Skeens filling in for Tom Brown today. And we'll be back in just a few minutes.